We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Detroit Lions select Aiden Hutchison, defensive end, Michigan. Jared Goff winds up. Touchdown, Detroit. Josh Reynolds. Here comes the blitz. Down the middle and on the fly. Jamison Williams, extra speed on the gas and gone. Touchdown. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 253 on the Blue Wire Network. I am your host, Tyler, joined by my two guys, as always, Mr. Malcolm Hart, Pierre. I'm not going to, I mean, <laughs> I know how you guys are feeling on this Monday. I'm not good. How are you guys? I mean, how are you guys? Oh, no, I'm fine, bro. I'm fine, man. I'm fine. I'm not letting this, like, one loss get to me getting emotional. I'm fine, bro. I'm actually doing well. Had a productive day at work, you know. So well, that's, that's good for that's good for you. How are you doing, bro? Woo! Woo! <laughs> all right, man. You know what? I'm, I'm all right. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna um, BS it. I'm okay. I mean, the, that loss did sting a bit, only because I felt like we had we had the game. We should have won the game. That's why it stings. But besides that, I'm doing good, man. I kind of. I mean, it is what it is. All right, I, I need this podcast right now. This is like a good venting like podcast yeah. today, and then hopefully after this, it's like on to the next game. Let's talk about Seattle. But like for now, I've been thinking about this game all day. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Call me oh, a loser. Wow. Call me whatever you want. I've been thinking about this game all day today in class. Yeah. I'm instructed in my head. Talk about man, we had this game. We had this game. We could be two and one right now. We could you know talk about three and one next week. We had this game. So I'm not going to lie. I'm a loser. I'm a loser. I've been thinking about this game all day today. No, you're not a loser, man. You're not a loser. And I think you had every right to think about this game all day. If you're a fan, it stings. This shit hurts. When you feel like you had the game, all bullshit aside, Detroit Lions, if you don't know, they led in every single statistic. Every single statistic. I'm talking about passing yards, led in rushing yards, they led in time possession, they led in... Um, I think the only thing they didn't lead in was a turn. I think turnover was, you know, we had the, the one turnover at the end. Well, actually, no, no, actually, tied. no, it's, it's tied because it they had a fumble. One. 
one more penalties. We had more penalties because you know we had more penalties. Guy, oh, we'll get into yeah. that later. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was a certain person that had um yeah. But besides that, we actually were, were winning on every single statistic. So you know, they got this game. If you just looking at our the stats, we should have won this game by multiple touchdowns. Um, because we're just ahead of every single statistic, but they they found a way to lose, and that's what sucks. Because as Lions man, this is something that we're used to. We're loose. We're used to us finding a way to lose, and they actually did this again. Um, after we praised them last week for them finding a way to win, this week they come back to find a way to lose. So yeah, you have every you have every single right to feel that is stuck in your head like all day. All right, let's just get into it. Let's get into the big play, um, the big decision, I guess you could say, um, the end of the game. The Lions had an opportunity to win that game, having the ball um, after causing a fourth, a fourth down, uh, turnover on downs. You know, Minnesota goes turnover and down. You get the ball around midfield. You have an opportunity to win that game. And the Lions get a first down. The game's over. Lions kick a field goal. You give Minnesota an opportunity. You punt the ball. You give Minnesota an opportunity. Obviously, the call that Campbell decided to choose has been criticized, you know, uh, pretty big by the fan base right now. He ended up choosing to go for the field goal, 54-yard field goal with Austin Seibert. He misses the field goal. You're up three. Minnesota has no timeouts, a minute and some change left in the game. They get a touchdown leave the lines some clock left um but let's just get into it i'm going to start off with you pierre what's your thoughts on the decision of dan campbell trotting out austin austin side right. for a 54 yard field goal i'm gonna be honest and you guys know i'm an analytics guy and like some people like it some people don't i don't care who the kicker was i'm going for that i'm getting the first time i'm ending the game right there i'm gonna to try to end the game right there if i don't then i don't but this is what i didn't like about that drive it was obvious they're running the ball right like, they kept running it and running it and running it, whatever. It didn't work out. Seems like they kept running it to the right, and, like, Jamal would, like, get, get like, nothing, right? Like, I think one play got, like, three yards or something. But Just the last um, play, the third down, they had Swift with the inside um, inside zone run, and he actually got some good yards on that play. That's what made the, the calls, like, do you go for this and end the game because it ended up being fourth and short or fourth and four. Yes, yeah, so fourth and short because before it looked like it was going to be, you know, fourth and long which you probably just punt the ball, um, play the field position game at that point. But Swift breaks a solid run, gives you solid field position to maybe, you know, go for it on fourth down and, like you said, get the first down and win the game. But, yeah, go ahead. Continue what you're saying. I'm passing the ball on that drive. I know it might sound stupid. I'm trying to end the game there, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm at least going to throw a pass or two. I'm trying to end the game. If I end the game, I won this game. If I don't, okay, I'll take it. But, like, the analytics say, like you guys are my analytics guy, Forget the field goal. You kick the field goal, it's still a one-possession game. You get a first down, it's game over. Literally, game over. No time, like you mentioned. Minnesota has no timeouts. You literally need the ball down, and it's over. That's what I don't get. All day, he was doing it, too. Yes, like yesterday, all game, he was going for it on fourth down. That last play, I don't know why he chose to kick the field goal. It's not him. It's honestly not him. I've never seen Campbell ever, like, kind of, like, become conservative. That was kind of... It was a shock to me, but, like, right after, like, he's like, man, I freaking regret it. Like, he really took blame for it. He said he even addressed the team. The loss was on him. And I like that, you know? Like, I like the honesty. I like that. But at some point, too, I mean, like, you dude, win, this though. is year two. Right, yeah. This yeah, is year two, right? I don't give a shit oh, yeah, about like, if you regret it or not. You got to win. All right. The, yeah, this is year two. I understand it's a young team. I understand you're still learning at the job. But to make these kind of mistakes that cost you a game, 
nah, man, you got to learn from that. And I still, I still love Campbell. I still trust in him, but you cannot making these mistakes in your second year as a head coach. If you're having trouble with that, Nathaniel Hackett just hired like a game guru, time management guy, whatever. You could put a guy in the booth for you and let him help you out with those decisions. Get a guy like John Harbaugh has like this nerd in the booth, literally like a like an analytics nerd, and he tells him when to go for it, when not to go for it, and all that. Someone so was saying wants, that we actually we actually have one. We already have one actually. All right, I don't know if that fucking idiot told Campbell. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I, I, I mean, goal. I don't know what Campbell. But, I mean, I don't know if he listened to him, but I'm just saying we have one, right? I don't know what is what he said or what his role is, but I guess we do have an analytical guy up in that booth. Har- John Harbaugh has like I think a dude from Harvard or something like that. He's like a genius. He literally tells him what to do. He like does all the math like while in the booth and stuff. So I, whoever they have up there, I don't know who it is, whatever, but. It's unacceptable, bro. It lost you the game. That that decision lost you the game. And even if if like Minnesota gets the field goal, I mean, even if, if we get a field goal right, they're probably still going to score because our secondary lost Tracy Walker. You lost your communication on that last drive. There was a lot of communication issues in the sector. Guys were running wide open. KJ Osborne was open twice. No one was even near him. I don't. I don't know if you win the or if you lose the game if you get a field goal. I mean, because that's tough. I mean, you got to drive the whole field a minute. No timeouts, brother. Like, and you have to, you have to get a touchdown. They were in like twenty seconds. Then they scored twenty seconds. They were in. Well, I mean, they were on the fifty-yard line. Yeah. I mean, you, you're driving from, let's say, the twenty-five. Let's say they take a touchback. You're driving all the way. Was it on the fifty? I thought it was like on the forty-two or something like that. It was almost yeah. midfield. It was almost. Yeah. It was almost midfield. So yeah. it was like I mean, right there. I mean, they just needed like twenty more yards, and they were field. Goal and all they needed was a field goal, technically, just to you know tie that game. So the Lions' defense. You know, can't give a field goal up. Try not to give a field goal up, and not try to give a touchdown up. So it's it's just a, a way different game. If you score the, if you actually make the field goal, let's say, let's say Cyber actually makes the field goal, it's a six point game. Yes, it's one score, but minute and some change, no timeouts. I mean, the percentages will tell you that you probably still have a, a high probability of winning that game if you are if you are the Lions. Now the game's not over by any means. Obviously, I understand that. Um, I I think the only Tell, I have a question for you. Yeah. Let my bad interrupt. Serious question for you too. It's fourth yeah. and four, right? Let's say it's a closer field goal. You get the field yeah. goal. You're not going to win the game, but if you get a first down, you're winning the game. Would you go I, for I, it on fourth down or would you kick the field goal? I would still take the field goal. I didn't hate the field goal. I actually don't hate the field goal call. It's that we don't have the kicker. We don't have the luxury of having to kick 50-plus yards. So originally when we were on the playback – I was okay with the field goal. I didn't realize it was 54 until I saw the number on the screen. I'm like, oh, shit, this is a little deep. I don't know about this. I thought it was more like 44. <laughs> I saw your it, face when he, when he saw when, he, when that number came up. I saw your face, and yeah. you were like, oh. You're like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, 54. <laughs> I mean, that's for cyber. That's rich. If it's 44, no, I, I'm okay with kicking the field goal. Um, but we don't have the luxury of that right now. We don't have a guy that could kick 50-plus yards right now. I mean, if that's Matt Prater a couple years ago, maybe I'm okay with it, right? But I think you got to know who you have on your team. You got to know the the play. The call itself is not bad. It's just who you had it kicking. It's a really bad call. I don't think it's a bad call. I really don't think it's a it bad call. Because, like is. I said, even, look, look, look. Even if you have a better chance of winning if you get a first down than getting a okay, field goal. Okay, what if you don't you get that first down? It's the same thing where if you miss the field goal, they're in the same spot of the ball. They have to. They have the same scenario. If and you don't get that first down. Criticism. You're gonna take the same criticism. Exactly, it's the same. Yeah, no, 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 you won't. Yeah, I know. no, you won't. No, because, oh, no you won't. Yes, you made you the right. Will. No, that's that's 100 the right call. 
if you go for it on that for down, it's 100% the right call. You can take Christian for it. Maybe the offense, maybe the play was bad or whatever, but that's the right call to go for it. Says who? Says be or says say that. I mean, no, it, like, it, 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 where's that, analytics? Bro. Where's analytics that says that you have to go for that call? Even if it's it is analytics, analytics. I mean, you, it, it, Michael, Michael, not always correct. If you get it, look, look, if you get it, you win. If you I get the field goal, that. you don't win. I understand that. that that's what it is. You got to factor in a lot of things, Pierre. You just factor in, yeah, go for it, win. Swift is hurt. Your, your best your, – your, your, your security blanket is hurt, okay? You got to factor in a lot of things. You can't just okay, say, hey, go for, Malcolm, it, go for it. Yeah, and we say also, that, right? But then yeah, your best yeah, your kicker oh, missed a 48-yard field goal I, early in the game. Was, you didn't trust him all game. Pierre, that was a horrible call. I didn't even say that that was the right call. Kicking it was – the I was pissed. Tyler. When they when they lined up for that field goal, what, what close did I your do? eyes. I closed my eyes. My, I had my hands over my eyes. Yeah, you were anything over fifty yards. I said this when we signed Cybert. When Cybert wasn't kicking competition, what did I say about Cybert? Yeah, anything over anything... fifty yards, close your gonna... fucking eyes because he's not going to make it. And I said that. The thing, but the, the thing, thing is, is too, Malcolm. Let one sec. You're telling me Ben Johnson can't draw up a play for yards for one player? It doesn't. But, but if it doesn't go through, you're in the same position, Pierre. You got to understand momentum. Is real. If you don't get it that, is you're real. Gonna, well, don't get me wrong, but if, you if, get that if, team if, over though. I understand that. You live with it. You got to factor in. How's your defense playing? How was your defense playing the entire game? You got to put everything into an effect. How was your defense playing the entire game? Do you trust your defense to hold Kirk Cousins to not go all the way down the field in a minute with no timeouts and, and, and score? Not kick a field goal because we've seen people, you know, make two plays and get full goal range. We've seen that last year. But do you trust Kirk Cousins to go all the way down the field, 80, 90 yards, to score a fucking touchdown? I don't. I personally don't. Kirk Cousins to score a touchdown? Isn't he the captain of mediocre? Don't we call him the average average Joe? He's the leader. Do you trust you trust Kirk Cousins to go 90 yards and score a touchdown? Not kick a field goal to score a touchdown. No, but you, like, do you? Your best chance of winning, it doesn't matter who you have on the field. This that's my thing. It's bro, it's four yards. If you can't draw up a play for four yards, then I have issues with that. I, I hated the play calling offense, in that last drive. I hated the play you got, calling. You gotta really understand different. how our offense looked when Swift and Amon Ross St. Brown got banged up. They, the, the offense just wasn't clicking. You saw it. Okay, the half, all right, it wasn't but, there. But to, to give up and just say we're gonna run the ball and kick a field goal, I think that's stupid. That is Having Austin Cyber go out there, keep the running the worst idea. Runs. Having Austin Cyber out there to kick the field goal was the worst idea of all time. Forget the <laughs> field the, goal, bro. It was the, the, field goal, the field goal at 54 yards was the worst idea of all time. Now, if they were closer, I wouldn't have minded because then again, you're you're asking, you're saying, Kirk Cousins, go 90 yards or 80 yards or or 75 yards, score a touchdown on us with no timeouts. I'm okay with that in a minute. Kirk Cousins, I'm okay with it. This is not Aaron Rodgers. This is not Tom Brady. You're not telling Tom Brady to go 80 yards because that, that's that's a horrible idea. But this is Kirk Cousins. This right. is Kirk Cousins. I mean, this is Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I mean, me personally, analytics wise, don't trust. Uh, don't would say Kirk Cousins is not going to go nine yards on me. No, that's the analytics to- actually say you have a higher percentage chance of winning. I believe it was five or six percent chance of winning. Like if you go for it instead of kicking the field goal or whatever. So what's the percentage we don't if, if they if they would not went for it they would have missed it. What's the percentage of that of them winning the game? Dude, Zero, you right? live with that decision though. But you what's, live the with it. what's the percentage of them winning the game if they do not make that 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 conversion? It's the same thing. It drops tremendously. It drops tremendously because first of all, they're gonna have momentum for, for stopping us on that play. Just, it's the so same you're gonna hear that you're gonna hear that you hear that fucking skull chant. 
if they were, if they went for it and missed it, you heard that fucking horn. No, not me. I'll be like. I'm saying you no, heard that shit. You heard that shit in Minnesota. That fucking horn that they do. You heard the horn. They was been scolding, all that bullshit. You'd have heard all that shit. If we would went for it and not convert it, that crowd would went crazy. That they would have been scolding. You heard that horn, and then they would have just did the same shit. Touchdown. They would did the same thing. It'll have been a touchdown. But I'm saying, like, do you really trust Kirk Cousins to go 85 yards with no timeouts and a minute left in the clock? I don't know because their secondary was playing like shit at the end. Amani Awarie just target Amani Awarie. Shit, like seriously. I get it, but like, let's be point, honest. Six, six, six penalties or five out of the eight penalties were on him. I get that, but before the last drive, I think Kirk Cousins only had like 170 yards. So they were doing well, and Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins wasn't going off on them. Kirk Cousins wasn't having like a two, three hundred, four hundred yard game on them. I mean, he was okay. Before that last drive, he wasn't. He, I think those are the the last drive. Those are the only two passes over twenty yards he threw the entire game. Yeah, they picked on Mike Hughes with the and Juju Hughes. I think also like might have. I mean, I don't know exactly the, know what happened there, but they picked on the, the two Hughes. The kick was horrible. Okay, the kick was horrible. Bad call. Should have done it. So what would you have done, Malcolm? Yeah. What was the play there for you? I said pretty much. I would have done anything. I mean, me personally, I would have. I probably would have tried to draw them off sides. That'll be my first option. Okay, let's say they don't jump. What are you doing now? And then I'll get I'll have the delay game and I'll put the shit. What if they decline it? What if they decline the penalty? Oh. They don't want to give you the they don't want to give you the field position opponent. They say either you go for it or you kick a field goal. I still I still punt it. Fuck it. You still punt it. Yeah. Because I don't me I don't trust Kirk Cousins. I don't trust Kirk Cousins to go 85 yards. I don't I don't as as if he does it, then he does it. You know, then you're saying, okay, Kirk Cousins went the entire field and beat us. Yeah. He pulled a fucking Matthew Stafford. Well, he pulled Aaron Rodgers in the last minute. He turned to Kirk Clutch Cousins and went clutch mode and beat us. The the difference with the punt is, is yes, you got good field position for your defense. You're probably pinning them. Let's let's say in the within the 10 yard line, right? Anywhere from the 10 yard line to the end zone, right? So let's say they start off on the 10. The difference between is if you punt it. They still only need a field goal to tie the game. So, do you trust the defense to stop them? Um, because at that point, you don't have to go all the way down the field and score. They don't have to score a touchdown. I mean, they, they might That's try to play for. They might, they might. They might play for the score. They're going to probably do that. Yeah. But they, they have the field, field goal in their back pocket. They have the field goal in their back pocket. Yeah. Yeah. So then you go to overtime. That's how yeah. I'm trying to say. You just I, end I, it. I'm okay with that. Yeah. 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 Y
It's your boy Malcolm here, and if you're a sports better like me, let me tell you about Odds Traders. Odds Traders is a place to compare all odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign up codes and promotional codes from different sports books to get the best deal. This app also provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather so the betters can make the most informed bets as possible. This app also has bet trackers so betters can keep records of all their games and betting activity. Looking to maximize your bets? Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Again, that's O-D-D-S-T-R-A-D-E-R.com slash bluewire. Odds Traders, the number one site for your game day bets. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And then also, I don't know if you guys realize, but Jeremy Reisman actually, uh, he wrote on this, I think, or he tweeted, I forgot, but they were snapping the ball with 15 seconds left on the play clock on that drive. Yeah. Yeah, they were. So that also, if you're trying to burn clock, why are you snapping at 15 seconds? Like snap it at three or four, then Minnesota would probably have like 40 seconds instead of a minute seven or whatever it was, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the, the thing that also say, didn't make sense. It, the thing with Campbell, Campbell was saying regarding that, was it kind of makes sense on why he did that. I mean, he could have did it differently, but he was saying that because they're on Minnesota, they're in, in, on the road, and he didn't want to have a chance that, um, you know, golf was trying to snap the ball and the center couldn't hear him in those last few seconds and delay games. You know, or at least like five or six, not fifteen. What, what they could have did, what they could have did, is come out the huddle quicker. I mean, yeah. later. Or, I mean, they, if they yeah. came out the huddle later, then they will be able to do something like that, which they what they, yeah. they should have did. Um, but what Campbell was saying, that's the reason why he was snapping the ball around the fifteen second area, so they won't have any miscues on delayed games. I don't know if I believe that. That's what he said. Uh, I mean, dude, I, I mean, think I think you could also maybe <laughs> maybe not letting it go all the way down like one second or something like that. If you're like, yeah, like really trying to burn six. all the clock, yeah, I see the five or six because if it's one second, the defense just knows they could just jump at that point because it's either going to be a delayed game or they have a great you know jump. So I understand why not letting it get down to one second. So for people saying burn all the clock until it's you know the last second, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage at that point because the defense could just jump at that point. So either they're going to be right in the backfield right away. Or you're going to get a delay game, so it's really just a win-win for Minnesota at that point. But I agree with Pierre. You know, you could let, snap it with seven seconds, six seconds, five seconds, fifteen seconds. It's just it's a lot of time left. You're leaving on the on the clock for Minnesota. So let me ask you guys a question. Also, Cyber, 
you, you did say mention he's hurt. He has a little hand a growing injury or growing injury. Growing injury, yeah. Okay, yeah. What happens off cyber right now? Is also cyber going to kick for us next week? Do you believe he he's going to be our kicker next Campbell, week? Campbell said he's he's sticking with him for another week. For another week, okay. if he's injured, they'll probably call the kid on the practice squad. Or if he can't kick, they'll call the guy in the practice squad. But he's he's on the roster. They're not going to get rid of him. Yeah. All right. And nobody knows what this kicker looks like as far as like his leg no. and I mean to, to Daniel Eberle, I, I have no idea. Honestly. I mean to be I fair, there's nothing there's nothing really out there right now. So are you getting an upgrade? You could just be doing what you did in 2014. You're just shuffling through kickers. Um and the only reason why we got lucky in 2014 was Prater got charged with a DUI or something like that. So we got lucky <laughs> he got released and we, we just were the fallover team for him. But in that 2014, dude um, buddy with the glasses and they waited. Waited. Blake with the glasses, Blankenship. Is, is, is he bad? Was he bad? He missed. He's, he, he, missed, missed he's not, he missed the game winner versus Houston after, Week One. He, he's not good at from fifty yards. Yeah, he missed. The, he missed the he's game winner good. last year in Baltimore Monday Night Football. He was hurt for half the year too. I mean, I don't. I mean, was he? He was good in college. I liked him at Georgia. He's he's funny. I like him. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the, gla- but it's, the glasses. It's good. But is if, but is he better Welcome. than Cyber? No, I'm not saying he's better than Cyber. <laughs> It's the glasses. I did tweet about it yesterday, and some guys like, "Are you sure he's off of fifty? I was like, "So you know, sometimes he just helps kickers. Like we've seen it all around the league. Like a shitty kicker. Like we had what's that kicker? We had those two kickers we had last year on our team before um, camp. They both got caught. Oh, Randy. They went Bullock out to both start. For- and um, and Zane Gonzalez. Zane, Gonzalez. Zane yeah. I think got hurt. Zane's hurt. Bullock but Bullock's in Tennessee. And yeah, they both, yeah, they both right. did well. So like shit happens. Changes, sometimes changes changes scenery helps kickers. It does. Yeah. Look at Robbie Gold. I remember Robbie Gold last year with Chicago was horrific. <laughs> it was horrific. He's in San Francisco. And then he now, now he's with San Francisco, and now he's playing really well. I think yes, the game I saw he made like a fifty-seven yarder. We have no shot Sometimes. making fifty-seven yarder. Well, Austin Cyber, I can tell you that now. I mean, no, Austin Cyber has a leg. He's not accurate. It, that's no. what I'm saying. No, don't even let him kick that far. Don't don't even let him line up. Don't even let him do it. He's, he's, he's not going to make it. Yesterday, it was just a kick was up. Maybe his groin was – like they said he was dealing with a groin injury, Campbell said. So, I don't know if you heard it during the game because that kick wasn't even close. Maybe that affected the kick. I have no idea. I, mean, I had my eyes closed. I, I didn't yeah. see the kick. With the kick I saw it. It was pretty bad. It was bad. Was it worse than compared to the, the game in uh, Pittsburgh? No, no, because that was a lot closer. <laughs> a lot closer. Okay, so it wasn't that bad. It wasn't as bad yeah, as that kick. It was. It, it was bad, but it was not. As, you know, the only diff- The only thing I'll say about the kicker situation, and if you're trying to upgrade from Austin Cyber, in reality, you're just taking another flyer and taking a waiver. And now you want to do that? I'm fine with that. I'm completely fine if they want to do that route. But it doesn't change my confidence level in the kicking situation. We're not going to figure this shit out this year. It's just it's just as simple as that. We're probably not going to figure this shit out. Well, maybe we do figure it out, but I'm not going to have the confidence that we actually see it, you know? And so it, it doesn't matter who they bring in. I'm going to have the same amount of faith in that kicker as I do in cyber until I could be proven otherwise. And so Kyle, you know what's crazy? Heldrick yeah. Rosas went on practice squad IR, and then yeah. they brought in uh, Daniel um, – I, literally, I, I can't say, I don't know, I can't say his name. But, man, I don't know. You guys wanted, like, enough of this situation, maybe get more into, like, the game stuff? Yeah, let's talk about, let's just talk about the offense first, and we'll get into the defense. Let's talk about the offense. Um, first half, you know, they come out gunning, 14-0, look really good. Minnesota gets yeah. back in the game, they tie it up. But I thought that third quarter in specific, that was as perfect as you can get as a team in general. I mean, they scored 10 points. Defense was getting stops. 
that was as perfect as a quarter you could ask for. It's really where it came down to the game was in the fourth quarter. You just were not able to burn a clock, and that's where the offense just came stale because they were doing so many good things on offense. And I wanted to give a shout-out to a guy I've criticized a lot, Jared Goff. Probably his best, one of his best games of the line. I mean, he was really, really sharp. Um, the stat sheet might not show it like as a, as a good of a game as he had, but he was just confident in that game, man. Like a uh, play in specific in that second half. Zadarius Smith is about to eat his ass apart. He's about to take a sack. Jared Goff, he goes, oh, nope. And then he breaks out of it, spin moves, and throws a first down. And throws a first down. I mean, that's just – on Xbox, press circle on PS5. Yeah, I mean, it's just night and day from what we saw last year. Like, last year, Jared Goff probably taking a stack there or throwing that ball away. Like, he's not doing all that. You know, like, so that was just nice to see out of Goff, have some confidence and just play with some swagger out there. And he looks real good, man. I mean, I, I have nothing to talk about Jared Goff in a bad way in that game. If anything, I think he gave us a real good shot of winning that game. And it's, it's kind of like you go back to what I was saying in that fourth quarter, maybe put some more confidence in Goff and let him put that game away because – those drives are stalling out because Minnesota knew we were just running the ball and they weren't really putting much faith and trust in golf to, you know, pass the ball in that fourth quarter. And, you know, in, in that first half, he was really good. And especially that third quarter, he was really good. So maybe you want to see the Lions put some more faith in golf in that fourth quarter to, to put that game away. Yeah. You know what? Uh, you know what I think it is though. I know what I think it is. This is the golf that everybody saw in training camp when they, when they were like, wow, golf really, you know, took this, this whole scheme and, and he really embraced it and took the scheme and made it his own. You know, I th- honestly feel like because they fixed the whole pressure situation where he's getting killed, I think he became more confident and, and was able to do more of what he wanted to do. I mean, he didn't get, they, those boys last, last week, man, they, they did a hell of a job, the offensive line, keeping them clean. And mm-hmm. I think we think that was a big part of, you know, golf to have his confidence being able to look through, you know, go through his reads and make throws, and he did. I mean, there's some throws that he, you know, wish he could take back. He yeah. wasn't perfect. That's every quarterback, perfect. though. That's every quarterback. But his pocket awareness is like I haven't seen golf move like that since Kyle, man, since since his college days. So that that's that was impressive to see golf escape the pressure. I mean, that's everybody's name. That's his kryptonite. Throw pressure at him. Well, I mean, shit. I mean. He's able to spin. He looked like a Tony Romo spinning off that pressure. He looked great, man, to be honest with you. And as a Lions fan, that's something that if he continues this trend, that's a very positive, positive thing going forward if, if golf is trending that way. And, and again, just like I said last week, golf, every single game is looking a little, little better. So if golf can just keep going, like Campbell said, that little, that steep, keep going up, man. I'm telling you, the, the sky's the limit. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, he, Tyler was talking about that. Last year's golf would have spun into that sack. He spun Probably. out of that sack. <laughs> man, last year, man, that used to or, piss me off. But he would have nah, or, or threw it away. Or threw it away. Throw it away. He would just been no. Honestly, in real reality, you would have been a dead dog. Zadarius Smith is all over him. Yeah, he yeah. I mean, like, yeah. But all jokes aside, though, Jared Goff has been really efficient these past three weeks, and he actually made a beautiful throw. Unfortunately, actually, like I thought Reynolds gave up, but he he couldn't see. I think the sun was his eye or something. Yeah. Uh, because you know, like they have like a big ass window or whatever. So I think some of that, but it, that's six basically, right? That was, six. and I think that's one thing with golf is that deep ball. But bro, it's almost there. It's gonna hit. I swear it's gonna hit soon. It could hopefully hits next week. That deep ball is going to hit because they right. are this close. Reynolds, couple underthrows, perfect pass here. 
uh, fucking lays in his eye or whatever. That deep ball is going to hit soon. And it's actually, he, the, the spiral looks better too. Remember how he used to be wobbly last year? Yeah. He's playing with confidence. His pocket awareness is great. He's not making mistakes. He's trusting his receivers. Bro, he's also, remember last year, he wouldn't really throw guys open. He'd wait. There was a passage today where like Reynolds wasn't, like once he turned around, the ball was right there. Right? So it's nice to see. Yeah, yeah, he's man. not. Last year, he was he was killing his receivers. He would just throw it so late to them. I mean, he's still doing that a little this year, but it's improvement. You're seeing improvement in that, and that's what you want to see. And if he continues this, hey, he could be our franchise guy. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we gotta see more. We'll of this see. Thing, I mean, he has yeah. to. Yeah, it, so. it, it was it was a good game for him for sure. Very it's gonna be interesting. Game. It's gonna be interesting to see how this offense looks for the next couple of weeks because there is a little bit of an injury update right now on DeAndre Swift. It looks like he could be out for the next couple of weeks, and they might try to get him back after the bye week because we obviously knew he was dealing with the ankle injury, but now he's dealing with the shoulder. We kind of saw him in and out that whole game, and you know, Campbell was indicating that resting swift might be for the best right now just for you know him his health and we can get him back in a couple of weeks so obviously that's a big loss because swift has been really good for this offense even in the limited carries because just his presence on the field is something defenses have to keep an eye out for he's he's right. a legit weapon so not having that guy out there i mean we like our running back depth but they're not deandre swift jamal williams is not deandre swift craig reynolds is not deandre swift so it's definitely going to be a loss without DeAndre Swift if he is indeed out for the next couple of weeks. But here's the thing. I think we're – I was in a group chat yesterday, Lions group chat, whatever, and we were talking about this. I think it's smart to rest him. I was like, let's rest Swift till the Dallas game, right? You get those two weeks off, then you have the bye week, and then you have Dallas. And those two games, Seattle and New England, I mean, I don't like to go ahead, but Seattle is winnable, and I think New England is also winnable. You don't necessarily need him. It's nice to have him, but I don't think you need him in those games. Like those are not the games where like they're those tough matchups where like you need everyone. I think you could get by with what you have versus these two teams coming up. Yeah, it's possible. I would uh, just I was just about to say that, man. I was just about to say that. I think these two games are winnable. Like I'm not sure if you looked at the early spread. I mean, this is for the Seattle game. We are favorite, six points. That's pretty high for a Detroit Lions game. That's wild. Um, <laughs> yeah, we have a plus plus. We're, we're six point spread, but. Yeah, man, I, I honestly feel like the, this is a very smart move, and it's coming at a really good time, especially with the bye coming up in the next few weeks. You have Seattle, who is a winnable game. Not saying we're going to win. I'm saying they're a winnable game. You have New England. Mac Jones, is he playing? Is he okay? I heard that he got banged up. Like, High ankle really sprain, so probably not for a couple weeks. Yeah. Could be a couple weeks. Mac Jones might not be playing. Again, another winnable game. So having DeAndre Swift – out these two games and then having them rest on the bye coming back that Dallas game man a lot of guys could be coming back I mean I'm, I don't know exactly the story yet maybe JMO hopefully <laughs> um so, yeah I mean yeah Jerry, Jerry. yeah I mean I, I gotta see how they do it what's the rule on it isn't it they, they can only reactivate it's... two or is no, that just something with IR? is that just now IR or, or pup it's not so, two anymore they changed the rule they change you the rule? as many guys as you want now. You yeah. get reactivated as many guys you oh shit. So that means I they believe so for them. But yeah, but most of those guys that you mentioned are on pop or NFI, I think. Like JMO's on NFI. We don't have any guys on IR. Pascal is on the only guy on IR is uh Kramer, right? Yeah, yeah, because they they had to play some they and play he some got Kramer, I think Kramer could be back versus Dallas too, if I'm not mistaken. 
Is is, is IR when you put him IR? Is that week eight? They could we can reactivate him. No, no, it's that? four weeks. After four, four weeks, weeks, you come back. Oh shit! It used to be eight weeks. That was the like old old rule before COVID. That, that rule yeah. sucked, and and that was a rule where you could only activate one guy. You could only activate two, one, right? guy. one or two. Yeah, yeah. It was I, only think, one I think I, I think I, it was only one. Oh, I, I thought it was yeah. two. One. Yes, shoot, man. So there's a lot of guys that could come back after this for this Dallas game, man. So I just can't wait. I just want to see, like, once you guys start practicing, man. I think we're, I think we're all gonna get hyped, man. So I just can't wait, man. I don't know, man. Um, yeah. so yeah, this is a very smart move. Get get DeAndre Swift uh, healthy, come back from that bye because we could go on a, that stretch. I think that's where everything is important after that bye week. That stretch after the bye week is, you know, I think that's probably gonna be the most important part of the season for us. Yeah, Dallas, uh, Buffalo. Coming up, you got Green Bay games coming up. The division with us, Chicago, my, you Miami. You got Miami. You got Miami. I think my my boy, my boy Tua. My Miami boy Tua. and Buffalo are tough matchups, but whatever. That's a oh yeah. To talk I mean, about. yeah. I mean, already way too early to talk about that. Way too early to talk about uh, that, but yeah. Okay. Uh, very quickly on the offense. Uh, yeah, we mentioned the offensive line. They're just as advertised, man. I mean, especially in pass protection, man. Golf was was sitting there. He was sitting in that pocket Clean. comfortably. And you know, like Shout you to Evan Brown, said, man, Evan Brown, Skipper, whole mm. offensive line, man. The tackles just did a really good job too with those oh, guys. Man, the tack- Hunter come, and uh, come on, and our Darius tackles, Smith. man, our, our tackles, man. That's something no. you don't even need to even you don't even need to mention. Yeah, they're just. As I don't. I don't worry about. I don't worry about any edge rushers because I just have so much faith in our tackles. Daniel oh. Hunter's always been, a, you know, a stem in our thorn right now. Every every time we play him and. I've never seen him that quiet. I didn't hear his name at all uh, on Sunday. Zadarius Smith, you heard him a couple times, but the main time you heard him was when Jared Goff spinned him, <laughs> spinned him off and, you know, made a play. So they did a good job, man. They did a really good job of keeping Goff clean, and I think that obviously comes in why Goff is playing so comfortable right now and playing with some confidence because, you know, he knows his offensive line is going to keep him clean for that game. So um, big kudos to the O-line, man. They've just been as advertised, like I said. One thing, though, they were not as strong in their run-blocking department as they were in previous weeks. And Minnesota's um, was not good against the run. I honestly felt like we could have ran the ball better, but maybe with Swift out and they had to change everything. Because the plan was, I don't know if you guys saw the report, NFL Network reported that they plan to give Swift a bigger workload, right? Yeah. So I think the plan was to use Swift a lot, but then he he hurt his shoulder during the game. I think it was early in the game because he like we did not see him that much. Yeah. So he hurt his shoulder. And then I think they had to kind of like adjust their game plan. I that mean, that boy swept, man. I mean, <laughs> he got hurt. That man hurt his ankle and hurt his shoulder. That man still averaged like five yards a carry, man. Yeah, he hurt his elbow, yeah. his ankle, his toes, his finger, his ears. Everything was hurt with DeAndre Swift. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the one thing, man. We talk about it all the time. It's just tough to pay these guys because it's just not sustainable with these guys. They they take so many bad hits, you know, every single week and. You see just one year, the guy goes from being an all-pro, a dual threat, to a guy that just can't even break a tackle anymore. It just happens with those running backs in the league, and it sucks. And I hope DeAndre Swift doesn't go through that way. But this is now year three for Swift, and every single year he's had some type of injury. It just sucks, man. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say he's, like, injury-prone, but it's it's No, you could say it. You, you, could, you could say he's injury-prone. He gets injured a lot, and he's he's been playing through injuries this year. Kudos to him, but I feel like what Campbell said, rescue him is smart because you need him down the stretch if he could stay healthy even then. But you you need him down the stretch. Yeah, I just I just want one good season out of Swift. That's all. That's all I ask for. Just one good season out of him because I think this guy is special. He's not. He is. He, he, he he's special. 
Like you can't just like we look Absolutely. at a roster. Like you can't replace Swift. You can't replace. There's nobody on our no. roster that's gonna fall down <laughs> and be on all fours with six guys around them. Get up casually and then make all six of those guys miss and then just tiptoe to the touchdown. We don't have a running back that's gonna do that. There's not yeah. many running back in the NFL that that can do that. Probably the the high elites maybe, but he's a special. I just asked for one season. I swear, please, please, just one season, please. Just Even if you're gonna backs, like man. have all these. Even if you have all these injuries and maybe not be the same no more, just give me one season, please. That's all I ask for is one season. Just one it's, season, please. It's running, it's running backs, man. Like we see with Christian McCaffrey, he was like that. He had one good, really good year, but ever since then, he's dealt with some type of injury every year after that. I think that year, that great year, he they get hit a lot, man. They that's okay. That's okay. I just Z. want one season. I just want one season from him, please. I want more than one season, but yeah, that's what I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I just want one, please. Come on, man. Well, it's not it's not gonna be this year at least. Hopefully he plays majority of the games, but he's gonna miss a couple games this year, it looks like. So you missed a couple, just just right out the stretch, man. Just just play. Come on, Swift. You can do it. Rub he wants hot. to. <laughs> Rub some icy hot. <laughs> just don't do it like how Craig Reynolds uh, did <laughs> put in your you know where. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> you guys remember that hard night hilarious. Yeah. Well, oh, no, definitely man. gonna be a loss uh with no DeAndre Swift, but like you guys said, I think for the next couple of weeks, this probably is a smart move. Let him get right. I think you could do what you're doing with the guys you have right now um, and, and just roll with that for the next couple of weeks. Hopefully, we can get him back after the bye in Dallas, and that'll be good. And hopefully, I'm in Ross St. Brown. We'll see when the practice sport comes out this week. Hopefully, nothing too bad. He was out there, but you could tell it wasn't the same I'm in Ross St. Brown we've seen from the last couple of weeks and even that first half we saw. So, hopefully, he's yeah. right and he's good to go for this game because you can't lose Swift and I'm in Ross St. Brown. What was his injury? Was it something? Was it like he a, rolled his ankle? That's what they said. He rolled, he his, rolled ankle. his ankle. Okay. So I don't think you it's could, a sprain. He just rolled it. You could tell after he got hurt that he wasn't the same guy. Like when he tried to make a cut, it, it just wasn't the same. Yeah, no, it wasn't. And he had a linebacker on my one play. It was a thing a third or fourth down. Usually that's yeah. a you know that's money. You get a first down there with Amon Ross and Brown do that little cut play to the yeah. you know to the versus the, the linebacker. Yeah, versus linebacker. That's easy usually for a first down. But now he he could even make that cut. So hopefully he's right in because he's a huge part of this offense. He's a huge part of this offense. And you can't lose both of those guys, man. Those are your biggest keys to your offense. All right. And another I'll, thing. So go ahead, Malcolm. My bad. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I, was, I was shocked that the next guy up, even when Amon Ross St. Brown went down, the next guy up was Khalif Raymond. Khalif Raymond, no. Not Khalif. I'm sorry, Khalif. Khalif. Khalif Raymond. I was shocked. Yeah. Um, Hoxon needs to step up. I say this shit every week. I know he had that one touchdown, but that's like. Man, that shit like was easy. easy. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, bro. He didn't do shit. <laughs> he caught the ball. He had another good catch in the game. I think it was like a like in the beginning of the game, he had another nice, solid catch. I have to be he's, honest. He, he's not he's gonna, been playing he, like shit. He's been playing he's not, like shit. He's not going to like take over a game. No, Malcolm. He's playing awful, bro. You think so? Like he's playing like awful, or he's just whatever, man. He's just out. That was his always him. I just think that he's Bro. not playing like elite. Like he's not playing like like I said. You don't really have to drop. You don't have defenses are coming into the like the defensive coordinators are looking at Detroit Lions and they're saying, "How can we stop DeAndre Swift and how can we stop Amon Rossi Brown?" They they're not saying, "Oh man, we got how can we we got double TJ so he doesn't destroy us in the middle." No way. They put a linebacker on them. They're saying, uh, you, 
Will. He's a Will linebacker. Just cover him and call it a day. You know, that's it. That's that's all. I mean, if he gets a couple like catches, like, he gets a couple catches. Bro, when get I a couple catches, get a couple catches. Like, I'm not saying like awful, like as in shit. I'm saying like to his standards, this is unacceptable for a number eight overall pick. It really Man, is. I, I, we've been saying that he's he's not a number eight that. overall pick. I said that last week. I'm not gonna even do that whole Hawkinson conversation again. But you just gotta you gotta accept it. He's, he's just, just there. Like I like I like I, I like him on the field. I like him on a rookie contract. But other thing anything outside of that, I'm okay. He's nothing special. He's very replaceable. He's not he's not like all that. He's again. He gotta he gotta step up to make it seem like look look. I, I'm a part of his offense. I want the I want these coordinators to fear me. Double me, do something. <laughs> you think you think defensive coordinators are going to the Chiefs and say, "Uh, does this put our will linebacker on Travis Kelsey and call it a day?" No, you, they, no, you think they're doing that? that? Hell no, yeah, hell no. no. You think they see George Kittle like, "All right, I'm playing 49ers. Um, this is this is put the will linebacker on him and just see what happens. Call it a day. Maybe maybe some plays will switch and put the safety on him, and we'll see yeah. what happens. I mean, if he catches a couple passes, because no man, Kittle would go off for like 200 yards. <laughs> and then like when you also uh. So we came into the week talk about like attacking the middle of the field, right? And they did that. I thought they did it with Hack, but they did it with Chark. So they got Chark involved. I thought they'd get Hack to like start the jump, but they they got they got Chark. They're like, all right, we got to get Chark going. Did I early, thought man. that that was that was a good plan. Chark looked really good too. His speed, man. I mean, his size and speed, explosiveness showed. You can get him the ball. I think they should get the ball more to him, honestly. The, the thing that the, the thing with the offense that frustrated me a lot in that game was, man, was in the second half you had so many opportunities to put that game away, man. And like I don't know if it just was conservative play calling or what, but like it was working, and like they just got away from their bread and butter, and it, it, that's just so frustrating, man. Because there was so many times before that last drive that we're, we talked about in the beginning of the show, so many opportunities that they just left on the board and didn't score, and one. In specific, your defense gets you a fumble. Delvin Cook fumbles. You get the ball in midfield. To not get any points off that drive, and you only killed about a minute and a half, that's extremely frustrating. Like, you cannot go three and out in that position. Your defense just got you a big stop. Go put the game away there. Go put the why put the why put all your eggs in the basket in that last drive? And we're, we're, we're talking about that play to start the podcast. Put the game away before that. That's what good teams do. Yeah. And they didn't do that, man. A three and out after your team causes a fumble. You cannot have a punt. That's one thing that pisses me yeah. off, man. Your and offense then, keeps then, so dry in the second half, and that fourth. And quarter. then, you, yeah, and then you know, right after that, they cause a they they force another three and out. <laughs> they force another three and out after that. Right after that, they yeah. force a three and out. And they got bailed out, but yeah. And and yeah, from that, you know, it should have been a pass interference, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but yeah, whatever. Got bailed. Yeah, whatever. They, yeah, we got the ball back, and we should have put points on the board again. We had no well, opportunity. What, that, that's that's the last drive. That was that one. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that already. Yeah, yeah. So it is what there, there, there was at least two times in this game where you had to put this game away, and you just didn't. And how about in one drive too, where Minnesota punts the ball right when they're on your side of the ball, right, and they had to punt it. You cause you know an opportunity for them to punt the ball. You get one bailout too. They get the legal contact. You get an automatic first down. After that, you didn't get shit. I mean, you, you got a bailout from Minnesota. They're telling you to win this game. They're telling you to get first downs. They gave you a first down. After that, run, 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 punt. Or no, it was run, 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 take a big chunk to Josh Reynolds. I don't understand. It was third and one. Why are you taking a big chunk oh, on Minnesota side of the field? Throwing a big chunk. about that. Let's talk Just get a first down. That. Why are we taking a 30-yard shot to Josh Reynolds or a 20-yard shot, however many yards it was? 
Pierre. Let's get the first down. Analytics. Pierre, your analytics. Your analytics. What's this the hell with analytics? I, 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 didn't, I didn't go back and watch that. Malcolm, did you watch that play? I, I have not. I've seen it once live and I almost lost my mind. I wanted to see if they called other routes or was basically just like a deep route and God just decided to chuck it because I, I forgot what honestly about that. Like, I know what would happen. I know it was one on one, but was there like, did they call different routes or was it like a mass protection they called that play? Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know. It was wasn't out yet. But still, man. Yeah, still. we got to watch that. I got to go back and watch that. But the thing is, I don't like that play call. Still, there's so many options, man. Do you fourth and third and one? How about why not run the ball? <laughs> why wasn't that an option? I mean, and then if you, if you feel like maybe maybe the, the the defense will jump on the run if we ran the run, why, why did they just do a play action bootleg? Get and throw an easy pass to your tight end, come off the flats like it was something simple. Yeah, I like that was it's just not the I time like passing it, but I don't like throwing it that deep for one yard. I think exactly. you get that one yard, or you get like three, four yards, whatever to just get something like in your short, like go to your short distance playbook, whatever you have a short pass, maybe a little screen, or get a quick slant going, or something. I don't know, whatever. I mean, right, they had, they had so many opportunities, and even the fourth and one they went for. They went for the fourth and one. They ran with Jamal your Williams. Whole, he gets stuff. Playbook is open. Your stuff. whole playbook is stuff. open, right? I mean, everyone knew that fourth and one call was going to be a run. That's one thing I don't like is when it's like fourth and one. Majority of the time, it's a run. They need to change that up a little. They, they did a play action a couple. That's how they converted a couple times. They did. They did a play action and then called um. Their one of the tight ends on the middle. I think was that Brock Wright. I think it was Hawkinson. It was Hawkinson? Oh, yeah. Brock, oh, Brock, uh, Brock Wright. Brock Wright. Brock Wright. I think it was Brock Wright. He got a, he got a, a pretty big pass. Um, Malcolm, let's say you're a def- your defensive coordinator, right? It's fourth and one. What do you think the Lions are doing? I think they're going to run the ball. There you go. Yeah. I mean, but at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, we, you know they're going to run it. You could either do two things. You could either say, look, I trust my defense, my offensive line to win versus their defensive line, and we're going to get this one yard, or just run a bootleg play action and just, you know, get golf on the run on this, you know, bootleg and just pass it to your tight end, just come off the flat and just get one yard. I mean, it's, it's not that it's not that hard. It's just one yard. Right. I mean, it's easier said than done. But I mean, anything was better than throwing a trying to convert a forty-yard pass of. To yeah, Josh that, was, that, that, that was stupid. No, I don't, I didn't stupid. like that call. I mean, I don't mind I don't, the, I don't mind the. Like pass. I said, I, I like Ben Johnson. One thing with Ben Johnson is, uh, he'll have his moments, his really good moments, and then, like late in the game, or be like, dude, what the f-? like? Is this Campbell doing this? Or are you like who's or whatever? Like, what are we doing here? Like that last drive, I hated it. That third and one, Tyler said, end this game, win it, man. Like, be aggressive, foot on the pedal. Yeah, you, it's you get so conservative. Many Look, they were aggressive all game. Towards the end, they got you get conservative. That's how you lose. They were playing not to lose yesterday at the end. I was like, what the hell? This is not us. Like, this is not Campbell. I don't know why they did that, but they did that, man. Uh, maybe they don't trust their defense, like Malcolm said, or I don't know, bro. I just don't know. I don't know. The third and one play just never made sense in general. Like, why are you throwing it deep though? You just need a yard. I mean. It... <laughs> It's you're you're trusting your defense if anything more because why are you taking a shot like that? Because if you don't get it, it's like okay, we have our defense to rely on. So I don't know, I'm talking about like about the end, but 
Yeah, Dion. Yeah, just gonna I just stay thought for about a it. The only thing I could think about Tyler is like maybe they thought they catch a defense off guard and hit it right, but that's stupid though. Like that's kind of getting too cute. That's overthinking. You just shit. you just need a first down. Keep the clock moving. Just keep the clock moving. You're only killing a minute thirty once they punt the ball. That's not enough time. You're not killing any clock, and you got gifted a first down off an illegal contact on Minnesota or holding whatever the call was. You gift you got gifted a first down. Didn't take advantage of it. It's just another annoying, one is man. too. On offense, you get a fumble, like basically midfield. You don't. That's get what I'm talking about. That, that play too, man. That, that's that's part of it too. There's parts of the Lions' offense, and I believe Jeremy Reisman wrote an article on this, where they get three and outs a lot at a high rate. Like they yeah. they get off the field fast. That shit's very frustrating. Yeah, it was a minute and thirty seconds that they killed it. They're, you're up. You're up ten points. Minnesota punts the ball. You're only out, you're up ten points. That's your time to win the game. It's twelve minutes left in the fourth quarter. You get some first downs, you score the ball. Even if the field goal, that's fine. Just get points on the board and kill some clock. They didn't get right. anything. They didn't get they killed a minute thirty and punted the ball right back to Minnesota. And Minnesota yeah, gets a touchdown right now. Yeah, I honestly feel like you know, a lot of it is going to be the coaching staff's fault on why that this happened. I think they're gonna learn from it. And get better for it because it's still a young staff. I'm not. I'm not too but, worried about it. I think no, it's, a man. Staff, it's, it's, it's year. It's year two, it's year man. Two. Like this. This is. This is okay. If this is last year, week three. This, this is week is year, three of year two. When is he going to learn? When is he going to learn? Just, Come on. This is the NFL. This is not high school football. This is not uh, your your daughter's soccer game. I'm sorry. No, I'm going to put expectation on my coaching staff to get it right. I don't care that you're. Uh, I don't care. This is your first time doing it. This is actually your uh, second time doing it. You're year two. You've been an intern uh, in this league before. I was, I was mainly saying, mainly saying Ben Johnson, man. <laughs> this is first, this is Ben Johnson's third. What the head the head coach should have saying you know, what you're doing then? I mean, the he has final has say. Have a say. He, he has does. final say. Like, I mean, this is ridiculous. It could have been Campbell telling Johnson because head coaches like they they sometimes tell the coach what to call and like. I don't think I don't think Dan Campbell that. said. I don't think Dan Campbell said. Uh, just throw a bomb to. <laughs> You don't know, bro. Maybe they saw something on tape. We're like, we're like, hey, maybe we could catch him off guard here, and we could score on this third. I don't know what they were doing. That's what that's what you do on second down. If it's second and one, that's what you do. You call it deep. That's fine. You'll do that on third and one. Yeah, third and one. No, on your side of the field. On your side of the field, it's not like you're gonna go for a fourth down. You know, it's either you're gonna convert this third down or you're gonna punt the ball. Like you know, you're not going for a fourth down. If that was me, if that was me, I would have spread them out and then in the shotgun. And then if they're playing a light box, I'll just hand it off to my running back. Or if not, ran a, I would have ran an ankle route with my running back, whoever it is, Jamal. Greg Reynolds, Justin Man, Jackson. Just get a fucking yard. I don't give a shit what yeah, you do. You've been doing it all game. You can get a yard. You, know, you guys remember the theoretic route where it's like the yeah, little the Texas route? route? Like the little Texas, route. The, the Texas, Texas yeah. route, angle yeah. route, Texas route, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. yeah. I would have ran one of those. Honestly, Justin Jackson needs to get more playing time out there down if Swift is out. Because I think, I think you will. Right the back you, said, you said Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson. Yeah, he does. We'll, we'll, we'll see how they do that, but we'll it's still like it you can't, I, 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 I know all the fans are like focusing on that last drive and like that's the call that everyone's focusing on. But my guy, we had so many opportunities in that fourth quarter to put that game away. You're up ten points, man. You got ten. the ball back. Your your defense forces a punt. Your defenses gets you a fumble, and you didn't do shit with it. Yeah, all they need to do is to score one more time. All you need to score one more time to put them to bed. That's all they need to do to score one more time. Put Kill the game to bed and, and score call it a day. That's all they need to do, and they just they just couldn't do it. They're like, I mean, the players are young and stuff, but 
they'll learn from this, man. Hopefully they'll learn from this and not make the same mistakes. Even the coaching staff, like Tyler, I read a thing. I know like Scambo is like here and they mentioned it in the article as well, but Colton Pounce from the Athletic wrote a great article. He said Cam, the players are still learning how to win, but Campbell's also still learning on how to so, win. I'm so sick of the excuses, though. It's like, okay. It's not, necessarily, it's not an excuse. It's really bad. Don't get me wrong. It's really bad. Even Campbell mentioned, like, Campbell said this game's on him and it's unacceptable, right? Mm-hmm. And he actually is like, he's not the signs of coach talk. He actually, like, meant that shit. Like, when Campbell talks, like, I think we know that. He doesn't bullshit like Patricia. He actually means shit when he says it. So hopefully he learned from it and he won't he won't do these again. He won't, I hope. Won't I mean, he, he he's proved that he could bounce back off a rough game. So I have confidence that they could get this right. I'm not losing optimism in this team in general for the season, but if you're going to be a good coach in this league, you can't have all this what ifs, what ifs, what ifs. You know, it's like when are we going to actually put it all together and win a big game? Because Hey, even if we win in Seattle, that's great. We're back to 500. But you know how much better it is if you go on the road and beat Minnesota? You're talking about a 3-1 and team now? Getting a division it win? It is, bro. I mean, it's like over it, with then. It, it, I know it's over, but it's completely different feel right now of what we're doing. We should be celebrating Victory Monday right now. We should be happy right now. We really should be right now. I mean, I'm not. I'm not pissed. I'm just like whatever, right? Malcolm, they'll play. I mean, Lions fans should be pissed. Honestly, like I, you have every right to be pissed. If if you're over, it, I know you're over it. But I I'm used saying- to be pissed, but like it does nothing for me. It just kills the mood. I was like, you know what, man? We got Seattle next week. We'll bounce I back. Wish I, I wish I could think. Like we'll that. be fine. I, <laughs> I, I used to, so I was younger, like you. I used to be. They like legitimately, you. they legitimately ruin my day. They they affect my days when they do stupid shit. They, like this. honestly, like. Yesterday, I was like, after the game, three, four hours, like, all right, man, on to Seattle. Like, like it's one thing shit, if it's, it's one thing last year you lose this game because you're just not talented. The team's more talented than you. That's one thing. If they lost this game because of talent, it sucks. You know, it's like, okay, maybe we're we, we just, we're a little too optimistic about this game. Maybe we're just uh, we're a little farther away than we think. But we're there. Golf said it. We're there. We want. We should have won this game. Yeah, they we were, were frustrated too, man. They were, were frustrated. The, we, we were the better team out there. It wasn't like we weren't the better team. That's what's exactly. frustrating about it. That's what makes me mad. It's not like I'm not mad if we're not the better team out there. We lost to a better team. We lost to a better team. We lost because right. stupid mistakes. Let's get into the defense now. I think we've talked about these mistakes. We got to get into the defense. Or... Let's get into the defense. Pass rush. Let's get into the defense. Di- disappeared. Oh, <laughs> against an average O line, we, we, um, we had we had Matthew Collar on our show. He literally said the Vikings O line is average to below average. Yeah, like he he didn't like literally say he was basically talking about the players on there. He basically said like, yeah, I think you guys are gonna give us some issues. And um, have you guys seen the little meme with the guy looking like this? Like his hand this his uh his hand is on his forehead looking around. I didn't see no damn pass rush. Yeah. yeah. And, and I said, I, I said in the pregame show. I mean, they're playing like ass. That this is the Minnesota Vikings, so they are the most inconsistent team in the NFL. This is not shocked me. Stuff that we didn't expect them to do, did we expect that? We even mentioned them running all over because we just didn't think it was going to happen because they didn't do it in two weeks. Delvin Cook was invisible in two weeks. What happened? What happened this week? They had now their offensive linemen look like they're all all pros. They're blocking the hell out of everybody. Delvin Cook is getting all these rushing lanes that we had. <laughs> it's like they're running the plays that we were drawing up. <laughs> like he, Delvin Cook had those type of rushing lanes. But then he it's like, you know what? He's like, he's like, you know what? This is what I expect from the Minnesota Vikings. 
they are so inconsistent. You don't know which middle Vikings team is going to show up. Is it going to be, are they going to throw 200, 300 yards? Are they, is Kirk Cousins going to play like ass? Or is Dalvin Cook, is he going to play like ass and not, not be able to run the ball? Or is Dalvin Cook going to be able to run like, like an all-pro? Um, To me, it's not the Vikings. It's our D-line got manhandled. And that's a concern because it's on tape now. Other teams are going to do it. Yeah. When you can't stop the run, especially you got Seattle. Seattle loves to run the ball. New England, no Mac Jones, Brian Hoyer. You know what they're going to do. They're going to run the ball, and they love running the ball in New England as well. See, I mean, Pete Carroll is known for running the ball, right? See, yeah. that's that's a concern. The run defense is a concern. Obviously, the offensive linemen maybe are not maybe as – because um, I think Minnesota's O-line is built more to run the ball than pass block. So from the previous regime, that's what they like to do. Um, obviously, I don't know how these old lines are, but but even in those it's a concern. Even in those past situations, we weren't getting home. They were not getting. They were not getting home. Kirk was Kirk was sitting in that pocket, had time to make his reads, and um, another guy who has been invisible all year in this first two weeks, Adam Thielen, ends up just switching roles with Justin Jefferson this week. Has a huge game versus our guy Amani Oroye. Just man, uh, the defense and the line was not the same. I don't know if that was the John Kaminsky effect of him not being out there. I think it was a little mix of everything. Hutchinson not being 100%, Kaminsky not being out there. You know, it, it just wasn't the same. You could tell Hutch is not 100% right now. It it, it, it looks kind of like what we saw in the second half of that Washington game. You know, he wasn't 100%. He was in and out. I think you saw that in this game versus Minnesota. Um, yeah, yeah he's, he's just not 100% right now. Yeah, Um I thought, like, just the D-line got manhandled. That's a concern, man. Even if Hutch is not 100%, like, you got Liam McNeil, you got Isaiah Bugs. Those guys should be hard to move in the run game. They were getting moved. You have um, Charles Harris. He didn't do shit. Julian Acquara didn't do nothing. I have C. Hutch. I mean, in general, the D-line was – to me, they get an F grade. They were awful. I mean, yeah, I mean the pat- look the- at it this way. <laughs> the, your, leading, your leading pressure guy was Liam McNeil or four. Thought he I mean, played well. Like not in the running game and, and the pass rush department, I mean, the running game, like we got gashed. So he made a really nice tackle in that game too at one point. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. He, blew up, he blew up a screen. Blew up a screen. Yeah. But then you have like Alexander Nolan. He he was tied in second with three with three pressures. Now, yeah, this is your middle linebacker. Too. This is your middle linebacker. Now, if your middle linebacker is tying with the second amount of pressures, it's not a good look for your defensive line. I believe Hutch had two or three, two pressures. I forgot. Yeah, he, he, he had two. He had two. Yeah, two. But then, then again, I mean, you look at Aiden Hutchinson, you know he's not 100%. Ain't nobody getting double teamed. So he's getting double teamed, getting held, and he's not 100%. So this is not it's not a good look for Hutch. The, the pass rush all starts from Hutch. If he's not going, it, it, he's a trickling effect of the whole D-line. I mean, we saw it in week two. when he, Once he gets going, everyone gets going. He's really the main focus of, like, if he gets going, we're going to have a good day on the pass rush. But if he's not getting it going, and it, you know, I don't want to put all the expectations on him, but it really is on him. It really is, yeah. and it sucks that it has to be on him because we just don't have other guys that could we could rely on like that to be that guy. I mean, we have guys that could take advantage of Hutchins eating up blocks, and you know, he's getting the backfield and he's all the focus. But once Hutchins is not a big factor, Charles Harris is not going to be that guy for you guys. And John Kaminsky, who was great for us, is not out there. I mean, it's just it's just Hutch has to get going. If if he, I mean, we saw it week two. Obviously, he's a rookie. He's he's gonna be fine. He's gonna be a good player. I'm not saying that, yeah. but he is the trickling effect. If we want to pass rush, he's the main right. focus. And with that secondary losing Tracy Walker, and yeah. 
Amani and Mike Hughes getting cooked yesterday. You you need a pass rush. Tyler, I know you said I'm not gonna say which player it was, but I know you said um you heard that a player talked to one of your buddies, and your buddy basically said the Lions pass rush helped the secondary versus Washington. We're not gonna snitch in the player's name. Yeah, no, exactly was. I mean, you guys don't see it because we're getting home every time. Carson Wentz is under pressure every game, but hey, Will Harris didn't have a great game as far as covering Terry McLaurin. Even Jeff got beat a couple times in that game, but it was mainly Will Harris. But um it's just if you don't have a pass rush, our secondary is not that good to hold up these guys for multiple seconds. Now, if they have a pass rush, yeah, they could hold up. But if Hutch is not unleashed, as Dent Campbell likes to say, it, it, it could be rough. And you saw you want to know who is unleashed, that. though? You want to know who's unleashed? Jeff Okuda's unleashed. Jeff Okuda's been really good. There he's was been, he's really there was a couple man. plays yesterday where he literally disrupted Justin Jefferson outside. There was one where he literally threw him to the ground on press. Yeah, he pressed his ass and tossed him to the ground. But you know what doesn't matter? Because you know who looks like old Jeff Okuda, Amani Oruri? It looks like they just switched uniforms. That's what it looks like right now. <laughs> Amani just looks like Jeff Okuda from 2020 and 2021. Or I know one game. But you know what it's, I mean? It's, I'll it's, say this with Amani. Was, Go ahead, Malcolm. I was going to say, it was just rough for, for Amani Oruri. I mean, he, he, it doesn't look like he was fully healthy, to be honest with you. You know, he just... He just, you know, I'm not really too worried about him. I think he's gonna get better or play better. I hope six man. penalties, six penalties is kind of unacceptable. And get like you can't, you can't, you can't. Yeah, he gave up nine nine catches. Um, <laughs> I mean, he was rough. Stuff. I mean, they he literally it's switched stuff. uniforms with Jeff Okuda. That's all it was. It's, it's I mean, tough. I mean. It, it, I would love to praise Jeff, and he's playing great right now, but, like, it doesn't even change the the reflection of our cornerback room because we count on a guy like Monty to be pretty steady. He's not yeah. – And Mike, Mike Hughes down the stretch was awful. He got cooked. Yeah. Like, he was awful. They, and I think – I don't know what they're going to do. Jerry Jacobs can't come fast enough. He can't come back fast enough. We need Jerry Jacobs. We really need Jerry Jacobs. Bro, you know what's crazy? If I'm not struggling this bad, I get it he's your starter and you don't want to bench him, but if he's playing this bad – you have another guy on the bench who's not the best player, but shit, if you're getting cooked, just let's throw him in there and see what happens. You talking about? Are you talking about Will Harris? Yes, I am. <laughs> I, I, I never thought you're you laughing. You're laughing. I never thought I you're never laughing, thought you were saying that. I'm laughing because I never thought you were still words. That's why. I, that's why I'm laughing. Because think about it, Amani's getting Harris, cooked. Where, Maybe where, where he, Harris, he he played really well last week. Got the pick. Oh, well, we we had a pass rush that game. He would, yeah, same, he would have been the same. He would have been. I mean, to be he fair, if, if this was Will Harrison, Amani's spot, let's say Amani's out for another week, not saying he gets six flags because I don't think any corner gets six flags. So that's unacceptable, first of all. You yeah. probably would. I mean, you can't ask for a more worse game than Amani gave you. So Will would have definitely gave you better production, but like, obviously not doing that. But um, Will probably doesn't have much of a better game. Let's just be honest. I think, too, with Amani, like, one thing that sucks is he was with the receiver and he was fucking grabbing him. Like, why are you grabbing him? You're running with him. Like, he wasn't even getting, like, flat-out beat, right? He was literally running with him. And that's technique. Maybe he was a little raw. He didn't play that much. So Watch watch all 22, bro. They all do it. They all do it. This all depends on if the the ref calls it or they're looking at that guy. It looked like they were, like, after they saw Amani do it a couple times, they're like, all right, now we're going to look for this. So they he should have had seven of them. He should have had seven of them. The fourth and eight was seven. one of his worst ones, probably. I'm, they, I'm telling you, it's the NFL. Cornerbacks do it every single game. Even even your boy Monty does it. I mean, it, it's not um, every I mean, corner does it. 
Uh, yeah, Jeff. They do, Every but like corner does it. It's all depends on you're gonna get caught or not. But I mean, sometimes you don't make it that obvious, bro. Like it was bad yesterday. It was really bad. It was he had a rough game, really, really, really rough game. But he, it all depends. I think what they're gonna do right now with Omani Warrior, because I do believe that the, the coaches have to have a trust in him. They're gonna see how he how he handles this. Can he bounce back? Can he have a like if he comes back next week and have a, a five penalty game, a four penalty game? Yeah, benching is gonna probably be an option. He's probably gonna get benched. Um, Contract they're, they're, too. They're, they're looking to see how he bounces back, and uh, I'm like, it's like it's like Campbell said, he's not worried about it. I'm not too worried about it either. I, no, I know. I don't think anybody right now is saying bench Amani Ori. Oh yes, there is. Okay, logical fans or no one is saying we should bench Amani Ori right now. Like that's just not the move right now. Pierre even uh, said just now the bench for what? Pierre said if he has another rough game. He said if he has another rough game. Oh, is it another get, rough game? Yeah, oh, he no, said, no one's saying go. I thought he said. I thought he said that game. No one. No, saying during that game, Tyler. No, during that game he yesterday. Amani has a million penalties. I think it was like three or four at the time, and like he's giving up everything on. Like he's not even covering. He Thielen is catching everything on him. If they want to take him out for a little, does it hurt? Does it hurt to take him out a little? Maybe talk to him on the sideline. Call him I down don't, little. I don't, I don't think. That's Yo, bad, will. Yeah. Hey, will. Go in a couple plays. Let's see what you could do for us. Yeah. Right. I don't think it's a bad idea. It's I'm not ideal to have Will Harris, and obviously the coaching staff. I mean, it tells you what they think about Will Harris. They kept Amani in there. <laughs> um, they, they have a lot of trust in Amani. They look at Amani as a starting corner. They trust no doubt, Amani a lot. They no doubt. A but lot. Malcolm, regardless, yeah, even if he's their starter and say he's making a lot of money, but if a guy has a rough game or a rough rough series or whatever, just take take him out, talk to him. Like, look, man, we know you're better than this. Like, yeah. get you your shit to together. You, you can talk to him in between plays, in between downs. Talk to whatever, like, if whatever. It's over. Though, it's it's over with. He played, over, right? Yeah. I, um, I mean, like, let's be honest, guys. Woolhurst is not doing much. I mean, if you want to take him out for a little no, bit, I don't. No, I, no. I, I, I wouldn't Probably have cared if they, if, if they did. But I think we could all agree, going to Seattle Week Four, Amani should start this game, even oh, after that rough job. game. Absolutely. absolutely. No. Okay. I mean, but, yeah. Making that clear. <laughs> There's the thing, though. Well, this is what concerns me about Seattle. You got DK and Metcalf, which I think Okuda is going to take. Like, he's going to shadow him. I don't know if he'll completely stop him, but he'll limit him, right? Then you have Lockett in the slot, and you have Goodwin, who's really fast on the outside. So, I think Hughes and Lockett we'll, we'll is a bad one. matchup for we'll us. We'll do that when we do our, we'll do that when we do our pretty good yeah. going against Seattle right now. Yeah, but I'm just saying, but going into Seattle, Amani's going to be your starting corner in that game. And I don't think there's any buts. What if, I don't care how rough of a game it was. Now, again, and then. If he has another rough game, then you could have the conversation. Do you want to do this? Right. But right now, bad game, real bad game. Probably real a big reason game. why we lost Oof. the game. Not giving Oof. him a pass, not giving him an excuse. Oof. But for anyone seeing Bench and going to Seattle, it's just, it just makes sense. No, 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 no. I think, like Campbell said, he said, I think we'll snap back. It's the old Amani. He said something like that. I forgot how he said it. I think so too. But I also saw a tweet like, since Okuda's playing better, teams are going to shy away from him and go at Amani more. So Amani has to be in other corners more. They these guys, Hughes and Amani, had to be prepared to get what, targeted more. What the thing is also, Pierre, is that um with well, if you look at last week with um with Jefferson, they did a lot of double teaming on him. And so Jeff's side, they were doubling, you know, Jefferson. I mean, you have to, you don't you want to eliminate those big plays, and you don't want to put that much strain on Jeff Okuda to cover this guy the entire, especially if your pastor's not getting there, you gotta double. Jefferson, but what that does though, that does leave my cues. Amani Warrior 
they they didn't they don't have help. So it's it's a, it's a little bit harder for those guys without help. Definitely. So that's what that's what we gotta look at also. So unless they're gonna play two safeties high, which they didn't do, it's gonna be tough. Yeah, no, 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 definitely for sure. But I mean, you can't ask for a worse game than what Amani gave you. So even you though he didn't have the help, you, you can't ask for a worse game. I I mean, I try to look it up to see what was the record. What was the record what, for a single player record? to have? I couldn't find it, bro. I, I just saw like to, it told me total like the total game. Oh, I couldn't find a single player. How many penalties they had? Like a single player. Damn, that was that was really rough, especially for that spot. Six, is, that... six is a lot. Six is a lot. I don't even know how many yards they totaled. Like it, it averages out that they gave up with those six penalties, but six is a lot. One one thing that pissed me off about Amani too was in his post game comments. Is he's he's kind of blaming the refs for it. He goes, "Oh, some of them were kind of handsy." Even Thielen goes, "Uh, you know, the, the, there were some questionable calls." My man, you just gave up six penalties. I don't want to hear shit that there was questionable calls. You, my man, you had six penalties, yeah. got cooked all game. I'm not trying to hear an excuse from you that refs you, you, gave. That you know deal. what? You know what his mindset probably is. His mindset probably is, "I played that every game." His mind, his mind says that that's probably a play that every single game. That's well, that's, the, that's the last thing a fan wants to hear. If you want to say that in your head, you can believe <laughs> that in your head. But to the fans, that's the last thing I want to hear is you make an excuse after you have six penalties and after they show a replay. I'm not arguing with, oh, that was bullshit. No, the, most of them were fairly called. Most of them were fairly called. So I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, man. Holdings, they happen probably every I understand play. that I'm they the happen line, every game. But and and the, the corners. They were there though, right? Grabby. It it was they were there though, right? And they called. They were there. Well, sometimes so they, they don't call it. They don't call it every. Sometimes they don't call. They don't call. I'm saying, but because they, they were did. there. They were calling. But why don't you adjust your game once you get one, two, three? When's the timers like? Okay, they're calling it six times. You have to be warned. When when do you adjust your your play style? <laughs> did, apparently, apparently he did it because he didn't adjust because he saw the last drive. What happened? <laughs> what did he do? He did the same. They thing just didn't call it. Yeah. He got a, that. They, they that's what that's what happens. But well, that's my it, point. He didn't. He didn't adjust. He, he didn't do shit because he's just like, look, this is how I play. This it is what it is. I mean, but again, that's all corners play like that. I mean, he was getting picked on. Yeah, he was. He, he was a little more handsy yesterday, though. He was more he handsy like, than he. He felt like he was getting picked on. I mean, it is what it is. But it's he just can't. He just that. can't. He can't have this kind type of performance two weeks in a row. Absolutely if he goes not. out, I don't think he goes out and have four or five penalties, then there's a big problem. There's something we got to talk about, or they got to talk there's about. There's three I'm pulling him from the game. If there's three penalties on him, the next game I'm pulling now, him. Now, we have to talk about a big problem right now, too. Tracy Walker, your starting safety, the guy who communicates the secondary, yeah, um, communicates a lot, actually. Yeah, uh, you lost, he's out for the year, he ruptured his Achilles, he's done. And we don't even know how it will be next year because those injuries are tough to come from. Hopefully he gets a speedy recovery. Hopefully he bounces back stronger than ever. We'll see, though. Those injuries are tough, man. So what do they do? You got Juju Hughes, Fatsu Malafanu, Kirby Joseph. Um, yeah, that's all you got right now. It's tough. Uh, or, or, honestly, or Will Harris, you want to go back there. I got it. No, it's not. Hell no. Hell no. We ain't doing that. <laughs> so, no, cancel that one. That one's already out. You got option A, Afatu Malafanu, option B, Juju Hughes, option C, the rookie Kirby Joseph. I, so, I don't know. I think this is how they're going to do it. So, if the Malafanu is little, like, kind of like, you know, he's a little behind. In the offseason, they switched him to safety. He was hurt during camp. 
Um, and then obviously he was hurt now a little, so he hasn't really played a snap at safety yet in his career. So I think what they're going to do is they're going to give Juju Hughes. If Juju struggles, I think maybe after the bye week, we can see Ify Malafana. He'll be more kind of comfortable, more with the playbook, practicing more as safety, whatever, right? And then I think later in the year, we talked about this too, like after the draft, Kirby Joseph, like mid to late season, he'll start getting those safety three looks, right? You bring him in, see how he looks, give him some snaps here or there, play to his strengths, let him get comfortable. I think they're going to do that. So Juju slowly bring in Iffy and then like really slowly bring him along Kirby. Yeah, I think that's possible. I think I agree with you. I think to start it off will probably be Juju Hughes. We saw him. He got the call over Melifanu as far as active, uh, being active. They made uh, Melifanu a healthy scratch that game. So I think they have more trust in Juju Hughes right now to be that guy. But Again, you know, once he got called the opportunity, he wasn't great. Um, was actually a big reason why that KJ Osborne touchdown ended up being. Um, it was a right. bit of him and Hughes. So I agree. It's probably going to be Juju Hughes to start because he's just, you know, he's been here. He's been healthy. Melifanu was a healthy scratch. So it'll probably be Juju Hughes for the time being. And, you know, once it's time to move on to another safety potentially, or if he's playing well, then we'll keep him. But if we need that conversation later down this season or a couple of weeks, We'll probably talk about it with Malafondo or Kirby potentially. Yeah, yeah. Two third rounders invested. They need to play. Or they need to like show maybe not Kirby, but iffy, like this is year two, man. You gotta get going. You know what I mean? Yeah. What about you, Malcolm? What do you what do you think? Kind of same thing? Yeah, I mean, you gotta roll with it. I mean, right now the trust is in Juju Hughes. Yeah. I mean, you gotta go that route. But I mean you know, yeah. I was gonna, yeah, you know, you gotta go Juju Hughes right now. If he, I don't know if he's ready right now. I don't. Mean, I know he practiced. He had full practice last week, and he's been practicing. But how much does he know about the safety role? Like, yeah, I wouldn't know. put him in that role right now. He's gonna be activated this week, obviously. You know, he'll be sure. first game activated. He'll be in uniform, but I don't think I could put him into a starting spot right away. No, I think you maybe use him as safety three, and then if Juju struggles and if he gets more comfortable, That's then swap fine. him. That's and then Kirby, bring him along later. Because Kirby, you know, he was – I don't know if people know this, but he was a wide receiver, played safety for one year, then entered the draft. He's so, a rookie, so it's only – He's he's very raw. It's going to be game four, so. Yeah. 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 As far as the communication, you got to know um, Tracy Walker's doing a lot of the communication. Who do you think it goes to on the secondary? I don't know. That's a good question. Deshaun uh, Elliott, maybe. He's your, he's your veteran guy, but – it's uh, it's a mate. It's a big loss. It's a big, big loss. Walker was playing well, man. He was he was playing really well. Got the contract this year. It's unfortunate, man. It really is unfortunate because he was like the gel of that second year, and I think we kind of saw it a little bit coming into this year. He got the captain yeah. patch. I think he was really taking over, taking that next step of being like a guy that guys rely on. You know, we, we were mentioning Glover Quinn. A lot of guys relied on Glover Quinn, and because he was that veteran. Tracy was kind of coming that veteran finally for this Lions team. I think a lot of those young guys, because especially our young, we have in our DBs room, it's so young, not a lot of experience in that DBs room. I think a lot of those guys were relying on Tracy Walker, um, and he's just he's not going to be there now. So it is next man up. We've seen the Lions adjust with other guys. That's one thing I want to give this team credit for is even when injuries, they have been able to fight through adversity. Should have fought through adversity and won that game, even with the injuries they had yesterday versus Minnesota. I mean, you should have won that game. You should have won that. You were the better team out there. So they've done it before. Let's see how they do it again. You know, bounce back. We'll we'll, we'll roll from there. 
roll from there. Yo, before we go into our oopsie doopsie and ball of the week, I just got to ask one question. This is a question that Pierre actually brought up in the past, and this is actually backtracking some of our defensive talk. Guys, what the hell does Michael Brockers do? I, 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 I just want to know. Like, what? You're there now. He's useless. That's what I'm saying, bro. What the, what the, you were defending what him the other day in our group. You were defending him in our group chat on Saturday. He's useless. What, what does he do? Like, what? <laughs> Michael Brockers. <laughs> he is there, but he is not there. What the hell does Michael Brockers do? What, is, what, is, what does he do? As a do you guys player, have the man. snap counts from this week? Does anyone have yeah, them on here? Yeah, I, I have it right here. Right here What's right the difference between him and Benito Jones with snaps? Benito didn't play that much, but um, it's actually only a six-snap difference. Brockers only played 19 snaps uh, yesterday versus the Vikings, 26% of the defensive snaps. What, what do the Lions think of him? There you go. I mean, he, he's, he's just not good. He's not good. I mean, he might be a great veteran leader for this D-line group, whatever, but as a player – He's taking over roster, year, roster space. Just, just be a coach. Why don't you be the assistant defensive line coach? Help us out. Call it a day. By God, what, is, what does this man do to this team? What does he do nine to help this team? He's making nine mil. Yeah, but what no, does he they, do to help this team defensively? They, what does he do? They need a guy in that defensive the defensive tackle position specifically, and you hope that Levi, when he comes back, hopefully this guy comes back anytime soon, please, that, he, that, that he could be a guy that can get to the quarterback because without Kaminsky right now, we have no guy inside that can get to the quarterback. Our best guy to get in the quarterback inside is Lee McNeil, and that should never be the case. No, That should never be the no, case. Pascal hopefully comes back soon. Yeah, you can move um, those guys oh, around. Pascal, Levi. Yeah. I, I, I have big hopes I have big, big hopes for Pascal, man. We don't know what's going on with Levi, but – I mean, we, we need He's those. Back. We need one of those guys. I mean, because Kaminsky was a great stopgap until we got those guys back. But without John Kaminsky, relying on Isaiah Bug. I like Isaiah Bugs. He's been all right in the run defense. But relying on those guys to get to the quarterback, it's not the same, man. That NASCAR don't hit the same without John Kaminsky out there. <laughs> it just don't hit the same. And I hope yeah. once Pascal comes back, you know, you could probably do that package again with him. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just still trying to figure out what the hell does Michael Brockers do. I want to see Demetrius Taylor at this point. Seriously. I thought we, I thought we would see him on Sunday. Honestly, once Kaminsky's out, I thought he's one of our better pass rushing defensive tackles. I thought maybe we'd see him because we don't have a pass rushing defensive tackle right now without Why Kaminsky. Is he playing man, obviously Hutch in the inter, like on third down is a pass rushing guy, but I'm saying, like, why isn't yeah, Taylor lots- playing? Is he like fucking I- make Brockers an actor for all I care? Dude hasn't done shit. Benito, I don't give a shit. Benito or Brockers, why? Like, I'd rather have more of a pass rushing defensive tackle. We don't have one right now. I think Benito has been solid, to be honest. Um, I'm just not just, crazy about just, just just in the run department, he's whatever. But in the pass department, he gives you nothing. He gives you nothing in pass, bro. He's way too fucking big. He's not moving those linemen <laughs> to get to the quarterback. The thing is, I read a thing or I heard a podcast. I think it was Eric Schlitzback. I got basically what teams are doing is they're doubling Ali McNeil and they're singling. Brackers, because Brackers cannot get off his blocks. Yeah, and that's or that's what happens. Yes. Now, but in single coverage and only putting, only able to get one pressure. No, he's 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 been really useless. Really, as far as like Man, production wise, he's useless. I don't know what he does in the locker room. Yeah. He might be a big say. He's a captain, so I, I assume he has a big say. And those guys feed off him, obviously. But as far as a player, that's what I see. He's been useless. Yeah, he's – and they wish we structured his contract. You could cut him, but damn it, you got yourself a bigger hit, bigger cap hit when you cut him. It is what it is, bro. Um, 
I don't know. Right. Oopsie doopsie and ball of the week. Sure, let's do it. All right, let's go. Pierre, what do you got? Jeff Okuda. Jeff Okuda is the baller. I think we talked about it. He he shut down Justin Jefferson. He's been he's been balling these last three weeks. So I'm like, I gotta give it to my guy Jeff Okuda. Okay. Honorable cool. mention, Jared Goff. Oh, I like it. I like it. He deserves it. Let's go, man. I, I never thought that Jared Goff would make your baller of the week ever. We're not haters, man. We just don't think he's all that. He's had a good game. We're gonna give him credit when he deserves Let's go. credit. Let's I'm not a it, golf man. hater. I've said this on this show. I want yeah. if he has success, it's great for the Lions. Exactly. Team, right. I think Malcolm has this thing like we hate Jared Goff. We don't hate Jared no. Goff. I don't. I don't think you hate Jared Goff. <laughs> when credit's due, credit's due. When fault is due, fault is due. We're gonna give him his fault. We're gonna give him credit. Yeah, and he he deserves credit this week. He was really good. He was sharp. He was I was really impressed. Good. Yeah. All right. All right. Oopsie doops. Oopsie oopsie. The week. Yeah. Play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. Do I have another option? <laughs> Do I even have another option? I mean, a lot of people probably see Dan Campbell in the coaching of the game, and I don't think that's a bad one. I'm not going to go there personally. I'm going with Amanio Warrior. Even though he wasn't necessarily the reason why we lost the game, Oof. you cannot have six penalties on defense as a Oof. defensive back. Cannot have six penalties. Um, now, again, was he the reason why we lost the game? I wouldn't say he was the reason why we lost the game, but he kept some drives alive for Minnesota, gave him some first downs, gave him some more opportunity for points. But I, I think it does go hand-in-hand hand with Campbell well. So I am going to give an honorable mention to the coaching staff for Oopsie Doopsie of the Week because I think it is fair because I think they had many opportunities to win this game. It that is. goes with Campbell. That goes with Ben Johnson. They had many opportunities to win this game. So Amani and the coaching staff get the Oopsie Doopsie of the Week. All right. I like it. Yeah, me too, man. All right, and with that being said, hope you guys all enjoyed this episode of the Pride Podcast. We'll be back later this week with a game preview of the Seattle Seahawks. Hopefully, we like to call it a bounce-back week, and then hopefully next week around this time of day, we could actually be celebrating the victory morning. When I'm in class thinking about the game, it's positive. It's not, oh, why do we do this? Why do we do this? Or well, we could have done this. I want to feel better. And this should have been our day, but it's not. But hopefully next week. We'll be back later this week with a preview. Thank you guys so much. I'm out. Peace. All right, guys. Like Tyler said, we'll be back uh, later this week previewing the Seattle Seahawks. And hopefully, we get this win this week. And I'm out. Peace. All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm. And yep, like they said, we'll be talking about the Seattle Seahawks. And just want to give everybody a reminder we would not be doing the post, the pregame show, the live pregame show on Twitter Spaces, the playback. And the post game show on Twitter Spaces. We'll not be doing that this week because we will be in Ford Field <laughs> enjoying the game. So just want to give everybody another reminder. And with that being said, I'm out. Peace.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.